The opinions expressed in the following program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media. Welcome to the Reframe and Rewire podcast. This podcast is designed to equip and inspire you with the science behind real change and the stories of those who did. Today I'm excited to have Kathy Beatty with me and she'll be sharing with us shortly on her stories and answering some questions that I believe will inspire you today and help have you, give you power to walk through your life with intentionality. She's a domestic mediator, creator of Divorce Support Anonymous, Virtual Support, Spirited Presentations LLC Corp, trainer, and now Plainfield Township trustee. I'm so excited to have you today, Kathy. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm Fan looking forward to this. Fantastic. I am too. So first, a little bit about this show and about who I am and why I'm here. I'm the founder and CEO of IPV Consulting, also IPV Group Coaching. I'm a speaker, corporate trainer, and author. I have over 10,000 hours of study in the studies of neuroscience, physiology, and human behavior. But first, I want to talk a little bit about what does it mean to reframe and rewire? And I try to involve a little bit of a capsule about that in each of the podcasts that I offer, just to give you an idea of what this is all about and how you can change your own life. So it's about taking control of your mind. It's also taking control of your heart and your emotions. Now, we are all kind of a machine in how we function. As you think, you grow neural networks, and those networks begin to produce neurochemicals. Those neurochemicals then create moods. So putting that in layman's terms, basically what we're talking about is from every thought that you've had from baby to today, you're creating not only the thinking processes that you have at current with skills, value systems, ideals, even crises that you've been through. And which, with each of those thoughts and those networks that you have built, you also have created uh, kind of a, a chemical reaction in terms of the, the, the neurochemicals that are released. And those thoughts are having either good or bad, good moods, bad moods, all of those types of moods. When you have bad thoughts, you may continue to think about it day and night. You may lay awake at night thinking about it. You may rehearse it in your mind again and again. And with that comes a mood. In time, if you keep doing that, it becomes a temperament. And then over months, possibly years, it becomes a personality trait. But the good news is that you can reverse all that. You can reframe and rewire. You can change the course of your life simply by choosing to think differently. But it all starts with you and a decision that you make. And it's about intentionality. So every guest that we bring on the show, we try to bring someone with a different story that's, that's led a different journey through life and has created a new pathway by reframing and rewire. So now I want to talk to Kathy. The purpose of this show, again, is to bring someone in that will help inspire you. So Kathy Beatty, I asked you on the show today because even though life has dealt you some serious blows, you are thriving as a mm. professional speaker, business owner, and an amazing woman who seeks to consistently empower others. I'm hoping that you can encourage others today to reframe and rewire so that they can enjoy where they are while they're moving towards who they want to become. So tell us a little bit about you, Kathy. Well, I was born and raised on the east side of the state. I came over to the correct side of the state about <laughs> uh, 2004, and I've been here since. Uh, I've always loved to write and be creative and uh, my education is in counseling. So went through the life experience of divorce and decided that, you know what? It's not gonna end like this. 
So I leveraged that and created a work, a ministry from it uh, called Divorce Support Anonymous, where I hold support groups. I do individual coaching and I am also a domestic mediator. And that's phenomenal. I love what you do. I, mm. I think it's it's always from the heart. Every time I see you talk about it, you, you speak from the heart and you touch so many lives and help so many people. I've been very fortunate in the hundreds of people that I've worked with of being able to restore a sense of hope yes. and to give them some direction because it really does shatter your world. Yes, absolutely. And so I want to guide them through every step. And becoming a domestic mediator about eight years ago really gave me another level of competency to work with them uh, and the legal system. So um, I, I love the work. And unfortunately, I'm very busy. <laughs> That's a good thing, though, especially it, now. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Uh, people need the help. They need the support. They need to understand that they're going yes. to make it through this. Yes. And many people don't think that in the beginning. So um, I guide them, and that's been anywhere from CEOs to truck drivers to stay-at-home moms to um, you name it, marriage counselors, attorneys. I've had them all in my groups and individual counseling and pastors, unfortunately. So the need is pretty universal. It is. And um, I, I love the work. And, and people ask me, how could you do this? It's so sad. It is so sad. But the joy of it is to watch individuals come from where they start, which is disorientation, devastation, and watching them begin to smile, to see hope, um, and to start create, creating a life for themselves Absolutely. after divorce. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's always thinking about the end result mm -hmm. and pushing them towards thinking about that end result. Yes, yes. And I always say in the beginning, don't look too far down the road because mm -hmm. it will paralyze you. That's true, too. Yes. You You'll take little, little steps at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. So I guide them through awesome. that. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. So what did you have to learn that has helped you to reframe and rewire in your own life? Opening my life and my heart up to other perspectives mm -hmm. of hearing a continual voice in my head or from someone else that tried to tell me who I was mm -hmm. and what I should be doing mm -hmm. and what the expectations are. And so when you step away from that and you ask for another perspective, another truth mm -hmm. to replace the lies that you believe. Yes. That helps you rewire, that helps you to reframe, that maybe this one individual is not speaking the truth. Maybe a whole group of individuals are not speaking the truth in your life. So I've been concentrating the last uh, six months or so on healing. Wonderful. And um, I did a Facebook Live for 30 days in a row called 30 Days Toward Healing, which is now going into mm -hmm. a book. And I also led a, a single camp, a camp for single moms. It was a virtual mm -hmm. camp to where we talked about, first of all, God wants us healed was a premise. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then we talked the first day on our past, healing from our past, then relationships, mm -hmm. then clutter, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to heal from the clutter Definitely. so we can gain some focus. Yes. And then finances. And then the final day was how do we heal in knowing the identity that we have in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so it was a phenomenal program. So I've been thinking a lot about, about your program and your work. And what 
I have been um, looking at is many times people want to make change Mm -hmm. and they plan it and they try it and they fail. So I've been working from the angle of maybe they need to heal first Mm -hmm. before they can honestly make that change. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people jump over that and say, I just want to make this change. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to do this. And then they fail and they go back and they get depressed and and they're not successful in Mm reframing and rewiring. So I came the 30 days toward Mm -hmm. healing and the camp toward first, let's look at the healing that needs to take place. Mm -hmm. Because many of us carry those wounds back from our childhood Mm -hmm. that really messes with Mm -hmm. our mind and our focus of where we want to go. So if we can find, first of all, we have to identify it, which is a challenge in itself, Mm -hmm. right? To be able to articulate it, to identify it Mm -hmm. is the first step. Yes, it is. And that takes, it's a long process mm-hmm. because we have s- spent so much of our lives mm-hmm. stuffing, stuffing it down, not facing mm-hmm. it. It's too uncomfortable. Yes. And you were told, put on your big yeah. girl panties yeah. and stand up like a man and face it or, you know, whatever the lingo has been that you mm-hmm. faced. And yet we carry that around with us. Yeah. And if we don't do that inner work, if we don't find a safe and vulnerable place for us to open our mind and our heart, and I know that you're that place, Michelle, and um, to find a place where we can be vulnerable and we can honestly look at what is stopping us, what's holding us back, what is blocking us from growth, and reframing our life and living that beautiful life that I believe God wants for all of us. Absolutely. One thing that you said that really struck me, and I think it's very important, in order to get to the healing, sometimes we have to recognize, and you'd mentioned lies that we've been told, or Mm -hmm. lies that we're telling ourselves, Mm -hmm. but even lies maybe we grew up with. Yes. Because sometimes the patterns that we were taught from youth to today may not be the right patterns even though they're yes. familiar right and comfortable right they may or may not be the right patterns yes and to be open enough to look at that from that 30,000 foot view and decide mm-hmm. is this okay or isn't it right right can be a start to that healing process absolutely and i love if you've mm-hmm. read i'm sure you have doctor any of doctor henry cloud's books in his book uh, necessary endings he talks yeah. about a woman who states I know I'm living in hell, but at least I know where the street signs are. Yeah. And that is a profound statement. It's very profound. Because it's comfortable. I know it. Right. I know this abuse. Mm -hmm. I know this negative thinking. I I wear it like a shield. I I wear it. It's real comfortable to me because it's known. But it's killing us. Mm -hmm. It's hurting us. It's stopping us. So we have to search for that healing. Yes. And yeah, there were many voices. And and we talked about um, in the camp, the virtual camp, of what were the Ten Commandments of your family? Mm -hmm. What were they? Um, Some of them were, we didn't talk about money. We didn't get angry. We couldn't. We handled conflict poorly. Um, Mom always was the mousy person of the family, never stood up. All of those commandments that we lived with. And then we looked at what were those that were really wrong, that were really wrong, that have hurt us. Mm -hmm. And we've carried them, we're going to naturally carry them 
if we don't intercede, if we don't take the time and do the hard work, it's not yeah. easy. Yeah. As you know, when you coach right. people, as I know when I coach people, right. I don't want to look at that uncomfortable stuff. <laughs> and yet that uncomfortable stuff is what I have to see, yes. to claim, to identify before I can heal. Definitely. And, and it's, you know, as painful as it is, the mm -hmm. process itself can be very freeing. Yes. It's pushing past the pain. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and realizing that being uncomfortable isn't necessarily bad. In fact, no. I like to tell my clients that if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think that's such a truth mm -hmm. in so many cases. I love that. It is. So um, with everything being kind of different this mm. year, to say the least, <laughs> it's a nice word to use. <laughs> um, what have you done differently this year to become more intentional rather than reactive? And what would you say to the audience for that? Yeah, I would say that this is a season to get through. Mm -hmm. It's a new season for us, and yet many generations before us have dealt with things yeah. such as what we're facing now. Uh, realizing it's a season, but also it's a time to clean house, to prioritize what's really important here. Right. And that, I hope, uh, in that search for people comes down to family and faith. Oh, yes. Um, the things that are important. Yeah, absolutely. So this period is, you know, we're, in home, we're home a lot, but we can set out. And when I work with people through my programs, mm -hmm. through my books, is we write out what, what do we want? Because many people, we're a reflex, and I think you use another term, I use we're a reflex to our own life. Mm -hmm. And that we just uh, take care of everybody's needs, we, uh, we pay the bills, we show up for work, mm -hmm. and yet we wonder why there's this huge vacuum inside of us. Yeah. Because we weren't able to pursue those dreams that are actually God's gifts to us individually to pursue. Um, and so, I'd love to work with people as they design their life after divorce and in trying to find to, fi to find those dream once, dreams once again. Yeah, that's good advice. Um, you know, and again, back to what you said at the very beginning, breaking it down. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's too hard to swallow the elephant whole. Yes. But yes. if we can just look at this a week at a time mm -hmm. or even a day at a time, mm -hmm. then it gets a little bit easier. As long yes. as you're moving forward, that's the main goal. Yeah. And what I found, it's really important for all of your viewers, no matter where you're at, if you're going through a trauma or not, is that we learn to be compassionate to ourselves which we don't do very good, oh. very well. Um, we're not compassionate mm -hmm. to ourselves. We beat ourselves up. So true. We're so, we put all this guilt on us. Mm -hmm. um, and I love the phrase, um, I'm trying to remember who said it, but I love it, is stop shooting all over yourself. I, Tony Robbins said that. Tony Robbins did? Yes, yeah, did. And, and I've heard it from someone else too. Yeah. It's like all the shoulds, mm -hmm. but it's like, no, take a break, step yeah. back. You wouldn't expect that of your mm -hmm. best friend. You wouldn't do that. Right. Um, you would be compassionate and say, you know, you're doing the best you can. And sometimes the people I work with, just managing getting out of the bed in the morning is mm -hmm. what they're able to accomplish. And so be compassionate mm -hmm. to yourself of where, what you're going through, whether yes. it's um, COVID and uh, being home right. and being a parent and a teacher full-time and all of these new complexities oh, yes. that are coming into our mm -hmm. lives 
It's like, give yourself a break. Yes, and recognize the progress that you are making. Yes. Uh, And as you said, if it's just getting out of bed in the morning, Mm -hmm. that's applaud yourself. I got out of bed this morning. Right, right. Yeah. I took another breath. Yep. You know, there you go. um, I'm taking another step. Mm-hmm. And and I and I agree with you wholeheartedly. I've, I've coached hundreds, and that I would say the the number one thing that that I struggle with in helping them is to stop beating up on yourself. Yes, people yes. are so hard on themselves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a lot of people that seek out coaching tend to be Type A, mm-hmm. not not necessarily all of them, but many. Yeah, yeah. Um, because they're seeking improvement. They want right. to you know become more. Right. And so they're constantly you know just feeling bad about themselves, mm-hmm. and then that just mm-hmm. sets you backwards. It does. So we do need to offer that compassion that we're so uh, freely offering others, offer it to ourselves and recognize what we are doing and and how we are moving forward. I love that. You know, I was up in my attic searching for a book that I wrote. I told you I love Mm -hmm. to write. Uh, When I was in like junior high, a very little girl. And one of the writings that I wrote in that book, little did I know how it would, I would remember it to this day was, all the time you've been trying to become, you've been trying to become, and yet all the time you were. Oh, that's that's really cool. I like and, that. And it's true. Very powerful. Yeah. It, it's what we are, and I have a quote that I'll, that I'll read toward the end yeah. through, from my 30 days of healing, I think that, that states that well. Sure. But um, yeah, be compassionate to yourself. Awesome. So can you share any stories about your life's journey that might inspire someone? Any specific stories? I thought I thought about that one for a while. <laughs> and I thought what I'd like to share is don't wait, integrate. And what I mean by that is you may be, have a very full life, full schedule, full work, mm-hmm. children, sports, all of it. And yet you have this dream inside of you to do something, mm-hmm. um, integrate it into your life. How I, what I mean by that is, for example, I wanted to write. My kids were little, I had three little kids. What do you write? I mean, how do you manage? So I integrated them into it. Right. So I wrote children's okay. programs at church. Mm-hmm. So my children were in those programs. I wrote them, I directed them. So wherever you're at, integrate your life now with where you wanna be, 10 years from now, five years from now, don't wait. There, there is a way. And maybe you say, I wanna write a book um, or start a ministry. Well then get a file folder, start mm-hmm. with a file folder, yeah. start sticking ideas in there. That's how you write a book. You don't sit down and say, oh, I think I'll write a book. Mm-hmm. As you know, um, you, my system that I used was I got a file folder and I'd stick these post-it notes in there or whenever, you know, a napkin at a restaurant, I'd stick in there because something would come to me. Yeah. And then I started organizing though, them. So whatever you want to do, don't wait. Integrate where you are now with your dreams that you want to pursue. I love that, Kathy. That, that you. gets you thinking outside the box. Yes. I mean, people have a picture of what a writer looks like, mm-hmm, right? You know, mm-hmm. they're sitting in the chair and they got the perfect desk lighting right. and the perfect environment yeah. and there's nobody bothering them and no distraction. Yeah. That's not reality. No. So we have to be willing to give ourselves permission to do something totally different in a different Mm -hmm, way mm -hmm. just so that we can move forward and integrate as you're talking about. Yeah. And and let me just add, don't think that, oh, you have to have this vast knowledge 
to do something. Right. When I wrote my children's cantatas, and I wrote about five of them, full church, included adult sure. choirs, youth choirs, children choirs, I didn't have any training in music. Mm-hmm. And I just decided I wanted to do this. So I found those people. I had a cassette mm-hmm. player, if any of you remember what those yeah. were. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I go back sang. to A-Track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I sang it, and I took it to this genius woman, Janet Walworth, from my church, and she just played this gorgeous music to it. Um, so don't think, well, I would do that, but there's no but. Right. Get your butt out of the way. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And the joy that I received from doing that mm. and seeing my children sing my songs, seeing adult, it was phenomenal. And that's what all of us have those dreams. Yes. The dreams that are going to give us chills yes. when they're accomplished. Right. And we think, oh, I don't have them. I don't have the I don't have the music background. I don't I've never wrote a book before. You know, we've never lived in a time where these experts around us or the yeah. technology has been so available for us to go it's after. It's so true. Yeah. I mean, anything is available. It's yes. fingertips away. And what's interesting when you mentioned technology is, you know, with what's happening today, a lot of people are spending time on technology but not mm-hmm. doing things that are productive like you're talking about. They're getting caught up in Facebook and, yes. and you know, and Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all of these mm-hmm. things. And I'm not saying that they're necessarily evil. But right. what I am saying is that no one's going to get five, ten years from now or even to the end of their lives and say, oh, I wish I would have done more Facebook posts. Right. I mean, that's not reality. Yes. So to say, you know, hey, I don't have time to, to chase my dreams or I don't mm-hmm. have time to write. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to do music. I don't have time to chase my dream. you know, whatever it might yeah. be is to say that you're not willing to look at what you're doing currently and exchange it out for that. Yes. Because all of us can find 15 minutes a day or Mm -hmm. half an hour a day Mm -hmm. or an hour a day if we're Mm -hmm. willing to exchange out those things that are not pushing us towards who we want to become. Right, right, absolutely. And you can't get time back. Once it's spent, you can't get it back. Absolutely. So I love that you brought that up because I think that that's something that most people don't address mm-hmm. and they need to address. Yes. How are we using our time? Right, right. You know? And let's face it, some of the, the Facebook and the news and things like that, that's how there is mm-hmm. not necessarily making anyone any happier Mm-mm. either. No, it's, it's not helping us. Right. That's for sure. Right. So um, what have you been able to accomplish with your business uh, to continue to thrive and, um, and how are you helping people reframe? Well, I do coaching mm-hmm. by Zoom. Yes. Um, I do my Facebook Lives by Zoom or by StreamYard, similar to Zoom. I do mediations by Zoom. I love that. Mediations yeah. are powerful. They are. Just real quick, what mm-hmm. kind of mediations? Just... I do domestic. Okay. So only divorces okay, okay. I will do. Uh, I also do some stay married mediations, okay. which is like a last-ditch effort yes. before you um, go down the divorce path. So domestic mediation is, um, it saves you an incredible amount of money in the courts. Oh, yes. So they come together. I'm the neutral party, and I'm in charge of the process of getting agreement. So we have the parties and their attorneys. The majority are with attorneys. They don't always have attorneys. So we come together and if we can get an agreement, we can write it up into a, 
a written agreement which is a legally binding document if both signatures are on it. So the courts will recognize it. Oh, terrific. So if we get this agreement, you can have it, uh, you can do the paperwork yourself, not recommended. There's too many um, legal uh, traps that you might fall into Mm -hmm. because you don't know retirement and all of those topics. But you can come to an agreement. You can take it to an attorney and have them review it. Yes. Um, so there are ways to go through this awful process of divorce without spending fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. And actually, the reason I went into mediation was one of the gentlemen in my group said my mediation is at one hundred and twenty-nine thousand, and we're not done yet. And I thought, oh, there has to be a better way. Oh there goodness. has to be. Yes. But this was a case where they were fighting each other. And this is not the first that I've heard of this amount. Mm. But they're fighting each other and trying to punish each other, which is never, ever productive. The no. only one who wins are the attorneys. Right. Um, so, um, so I went into mediation. And it's a, a wonderful process that if two parties will cooperate, yeah. come together, we can do Uh, We can do the child, the Mm co-parenting, we can do the custody, we Mm -hmm. can do the assets, the debts, we can divide it all and have it done. So my goal in that is to save people a whole lot of money um, and less adversity. Because once you get into the courtroom, when you're in a mediation setting, you've got people that are willing to work together and Mm -hmm. attorneys who are willing to support. Mm -hmm. But you get them into a courtroom, they are adversarial and they're Mm -hmm. there to win. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter the yeah. collateral. Right. So um, my role is really just to keep them out of the courts as yes. much as possible. Some have to go to court, mm-hmm. but some don't. Have you had marriages so. saved? I have had, um, I went into one, I was co-mediating this actually, went into one and the woman said, because I meet with them privately before we come together, sure. and she said, I really don't want a divorce, but... Oh, uh, huh. There's and then a I of hope. Yeah. And then I went into the other room and the guy says, I just can't stay married like this. And I was like, huh, <sighs> we haven't given up totally here. Yeah. There's a spark of hope. Yes. Um, and so you. we brought them together and said, you know, there is such a thing as stay married mediation. It's a last ditch effort to try to bring yeah. this marriage together. Sure. We come up with a binding contract between the two parties, it, you can't really take it to court, but it's a binding contract and we have worked with couples, I say we because I do this with uh, my partner, Peter Letzman, um, and we have had couples that we've worked with that are, as far as we know, still together. That is so, wonderful news. Yeah, I I'd rather that. do that any day. Yes, than, of course, that's the preference yeah, to the whole yes. thing. Awesome, I love it. So. Um, what recommendations can you offer to anyone who's struggling right now, either personally or professionally? Mm. Don't think you have to go through it alone. Mm-hmm. There is help available. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are so full of pride and I've got to do this all by myself. And that's a no-win situation. Mm-hmm. You're just prolonging the pain. Yeah. When you find someone who you can be totally vulnerable with someone who's not judgmental, someone who can speak into your life or ask, as you know, as a coach, and I know, when you ask good questions, it's amazing what people will discover on their own. So you need to be in a place 
that you're not doing it by yourself, that you're getting other people's contributions into your life, you're getting their wisdom. Um, I, I just, that's what I would say, don't go through it alone. We need each other. We were built to need other people's input into our lives. And it's also great to have that pair of eyes that's on the outside, not mm -hmm. emotionally involved. So excellent advice. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. yeah. And I tell people, look, you know, if if you can't afford, you know, professional help, at mm -hmm. least get a mentor or someone you trust. Yes. To walk through it with you. Mm -hmm. But to go alone is just not. Yeah. It's not it's not an easy thing to do, nor would I recommend it to anyone. And plus, the only voice that you're hearing, you're you're going to come up to the level of your knowledge, right? Correct. And the only voice yeah. you're hearing is your own. Exactly. And yeah. that's not always a good mm -hmm. thing because our, our feelings are not trustworthy many times. Exactly. Well, you brought some materials that might help someone. Do you want to just quickly share that and then uh, we'll close out? Sure. That would be great. Uh, I just brought my series of books called Suddenly Single, and you can find those on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or ChristianBooks.com. It's a series of going through a divorce and then building your life after divorce. And then they asked me, this was published by a major publisher, David C. Cook, to do a journal. And then my workbook I use with my support groups, where we spend 10 weeks together going through this workbook, dealing with all the issues of divorce. I actually have a six-month program mm -hmm. that I do, and that is the workbook of 10 weeks. And then we, we start looking forward, and we build a life, and then we do a mastermind accountability group. Awesome. So not That's only awesome. have we established it, now we're going to come back together. And the groups really bond so beautifully and support each other. So at that point, the final uh, five weeks, we're gonna come together and we're going to be accountable to each other. So it's- That's phenomenal. Uh, Accountability really is huge. Mm -hmm. it, it is. It is huge. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Well, thank you, Kathy. It's been an absolute joy. Thank you. Having you on here today. Thank you. Um, do you have any last words you'd like to say about your business or your success before we close? There are a couple of things. First of all, September 15th, I'm starting a support group local in Grand Rapids, okay. uh, so you can connect with me on Divorce Support Anonymous to find that information. On the 16th, which is a Wednesday, I'm starting a virtual support group. So we're going to go 10 weeks. We may end up going ten or okay. six months, the, whole, the entire program, if the people want to do that. And okay. they determine monthly how sure. far they want to go. So you can connect with me on that. I also have a free workbook of preparing for mediation that I email out to people so they can request that from me. So I will end, if I may, and this yes. is from the 30 Days Toward Healing. I'm going to read it because I like how it's worded. And if I try to paraphrase it, I'll miss something. <laughs> It goes like this, the deeply painful times are deeply powerful times, but so often we waste them. Oh, but when we are brave enough to leverage them, to explore them, to be curious about them, we will learn their lessons, allow them to mold us and make us more like Christ, to tear us from the vanity and the dross of our living to a deeper walk that molds us to the person we wanted to be all along and didn't know it. That was fantastic and well worth a read. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you. And thank you again for being on Reframe and Rewire. Thank you. Thank you for your work, Michelle. Thank you. Well, that is all we have for today. We'll look forward to you next time on Reframe and Rewire. Keep reaching higher, my friends. Thank you for being with us. Mm -hmm.
The opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media.